everybody. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, Season 5, Episode 5, Speed Limit, Scotty, 55 today. Shoot, it's the end of June, and it's early in the morning, and Scott just got a haircut. We're glad to be here today with you guys and uh, give you some section updates and some golf updates. Scotty, good morning. Good morning, G. Uh, always a pleasure. Is it me, or does it seem like June just gone? She gone. gone. Yeah. Well, Scott, we had a we had a big run of tournaments there, and I know that because I just did payroll last night, and uh, payroll <laughs> payroll was excessive. You had a lot of staff because you were gone a lot. I mean, I I was gone. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a whirlwind the last week. Yeah. So do you miss that that you don't do payroll anymore? Um, I don't miss stuff like that. I miss the day-to-day -day interaction, running events and things like that, but I do not miss the drop-offs at the bank or stuff. It's, any of the accounting, I'm, I'm fine not doing that. Well, I know we talked before that I have a little different deal down here at the OGC. So when I did payroll, that was really uh, kind of like um, um, this Mrs. Snow not going to be happy with Greg. And that goes back to how busy we were in June. I mean, we had the Onika Ridge. We had Meadows, we had LeSueur, you had Tape Mark. I didn't have the Tape Mark. Uh, you just had North Oaks yesterday. Throw 100 in holes. 100 holes, throw in Waska and Eagle Creek. Then throw in, for me, State Golf, okay? Yeah, my month um, really, really fled quickly. But here we come into July, We're getting close, and I got to calm down. My next program, Scott, is a Faribault. How about for you? Uh, well, I got, yeah, I got state open. You're playing, uh, obviously Luther, correct? Luther to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, but my next pro-am. Yep. Wait, Don is not inviting you back to Edinburgh no. after the 93 incident. Yeah, I don't blame him. No, it was 90, it was 96. It was, po it was pocket 48s. No, I don't blame him. And again, I, that was two years ago. And I, I'm Don's a faithful listener of ours and Don, I am not offended. I get it. Uh, I probably don't deserve an invite, and it's okay. I, I probably should be here on Friday nights anyway, so um, it's all good. Scotty, uh, we got an elephant in the room that we have to talk about, which was an, uh, an apology. Yeah, it was an apology that really didn't happen, but it kind of happened. But to the magic of editing, um, we uh, we kind of ixnated out when we had our guest on last week. Do you want to elaborate a little bit? Or excuse me, a couple weeks ago. Do you remember? You look. You're giving me that blank stare. Apology. What elephant in the room? Well, do you remember our guy came on kind of shirtless? And oh yeah, but imagine Chris. Wasn't that edited out? Yes, it was. And so again, uh, I, that was just a. We're gonna do a blooper reel at some point. It was kind of an apology for the fact that we had to edit a lot of that beginning stuff out. Yeah, no, maybe I was... just want to share that with our listeners as to the magic of of all this because it was it was awesome it's it's for sure bloopers i mean it's pretty crazy greg we're season five episode five we got to be getting close to what 40 or 50 of these so there's going to be a ton of bloopers i'm really looking forward to the uh dementia unit with you and all your names that you keep forgetting um had a rough year and we're we might have to take you in uh, to a memory care unit at some point, but uh, hopefully it gets better. Scott, do you have mess ups on that uh, back in early June when we did our last one? I'm just trying to think. I, I, I probably did, but I, looking uh, back at my notes, I got nothing here. 
Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I mean, I'm really excited when we jump, because I always love to jump ahead to the picks because uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but no, uh, 100 holes, hey, we survived 100 holes since then. We're together talking about that. We're with talking Paul about that. Kelly. And I don't know if PK is ever going to talk to us again because 100 holes is a lot with Greg and Scott. 18 yeah. holes is a lot with Greg if and Scott. Think, if you think Scott's excessive, <laughs> having Scott and Greg. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, it was an awesome day. Uh, very windy. I, I mean, can we talk about the wind in June, Greg? Has there been any days without wind? Played last night. How about the Waska Pro-Am, your Ripstick? The Ripstick Pro-Am. Oh, yeah. How about that win? Was that as tough as you've ever seen Waska? Well, I shot 85, as you know, so the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't I didn't find a comfortable shot out there. I didn't have one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it with that wind, with the greens, and I felt like the whole locations were the best they've been, but everything else was as tough as it's been. Well, you nailed it. And that day of 100 holes, we were we were blown away. There was lots of wind. So you're right. June's been windy. It's been dry. Uh, we're drying up like nothing out here. I'm sure Waska needs some water, too. Uh, there's only so much you can do. But all right, Scott, let's move on. We got a special guest here today, one of our good buddies, Jack Worrell. If we could bring on Mr. Director of Golf up at the Cragens facility. And the reason we're having Jack on, Scotty, is because we have a pretty big event coming up that the Minnesota section is proud to be partnering with. Jack, why don't you recap everybody what's happening and uh, tell us about the old Canadian tour a little bit. Well, uh, thanks for having me back on. I used to be one of the hosts for a while there once Scott would never show up or Greg had a heart attack or whatever it was. Anyway, uh, yeah, huge, huge tournament coming up in August. August 22nd is when championship week kicks off. 156 players, PGA Tour Canada event. Uh, we're the 11th on the schedule, so we're pretty important for the Fortinet Cup race, which is basically the FedEx for those guys. Uh, there will only be one more event, and then they have their last event of the year, so uh, basically the Tour Championship for them. So it's it's pretty important event, huge for Brainerd, huge for Minnesota. We want to have as many people there as possible. Um, we also need some volunteers pretty badly, need some caddies. So I think this might be a good place where some of these guys or someone knows some high school golfers or college golfers that could help us in the caddy department. Uh, that would be terrific. Um, you know, the event itself is ticketless, so anybody can come. So we have a ticket sponsor. Positive Realty is going to be our ticket sponsor. Now anyone's welcome to come. You know, if you have a couple of grandkids or kids that want to get out and just see the game, and, and, and literally you are right next to these players. It's not like the tour where everything's roped. There's only a few areas that are roped, and you can literally walk with the player down the fairway. So it's pretty fun. Uh, we went to the first event up in Victoria, British Columbia, and uh, it was it was it was awesome to see it live. Now we kind of know what we're getting into, and I think Brainerd's going to receive this very well for sure. Ticketless and sponsor ticket. Explain that. Is that so the sponsor basically paid the ticket fee for everybody. So that's kind of how it works. An admission sponsor. So they've paid the ticket. There's no tickets involved now. You literally come through the door and you can walk right onto the golf course. 
only thing we ask, if you have a little extra money, please donate to our charitable fund. It's the CRMC Charitable Fund, and they'll be right at the gate to take those donations. So pretty fun. Now, anyone's welcome to come anytime. Can't, can't beat it. Um, Jack, how many, this is, so obviously it's the Canadian tour, but how many events are outside of Canada? And then a little follow-up, what was that place like that you went to um, for the first event? Because we've got some ripsticks up in Canada and all of the golf courses up there look unreal, like Brainerd on steroids. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, um, the Victoria was beautiful. First of all, uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, I don't know what to say. It's like Seattle. It's like that huge tree. Like all the trees are, you know, like a pine tree here is beautiful, right? It's like times five there. They're just gigantic. Uh, the course itself was completely different than here. It was, uh, there's not a lot of land on that Island. So it's kind of landlocked, you know, private course, narrow 6,400 yards, completely different than here. Uh, beautiful, but at the same time, just, you know, different. Uh, some of the events that they're playing now, you're starting to see they're getting to more resort golf. Uh, they're working their way through Canada, and you're starting to see them kind of play something similar to Brainerd. Um, you know, in terms of the, this is the first event out of the United States ever, I think that gives us a huge advantage. One thing that people don't realize, 85% of those people on this tour are from the United States. So they're excited about this event. Their families are coming. Their friends are coming. Obviously, there's no travel over the border. It's a lot easier for them to come to Minnesota than anywhere else. I think we'll see an uptick in people bringing their own caddy uh, compared to using a caddy. So that'll probably help us a little bit. But we'll definitely see an influx of people coming to watch this event to watch their, you know, their particular player they're excited about. So uh, follow up to that then, Jack, what kind of scores were being shot by these guys on the 6,400 yard golf course? Yeah, I thought they'd, you know, light it up. My my number in my head was seven right away. We we actually set the cups with the superintendent. It was a lot of fun. He, he's been there for 20 plus years. And uh, he was trying to make it, you know, a little bit more difficult. And they still got to seven. So seven each day. They had one little rain day that got them somewhere in that three range. So I think overall, if I remember right, it was 16 total was the winner. One. So, What's that? That one. Six, yep. 16 under was the winning. 16 one. I think the best round was eight, I believe, eventually. So um, it was, you know, I, what do I see here? I have no idea what to expect. 7,000 yards. It, it can be difficult. We can make it pretty difficult, but also it's wide open to them. You know, it, it, they can kind of bomb it out here a little bit. We've made it a little bit easier with all the renovation. You know, that was the goal of the renovation, to make everything a little bit more playable. Uh, we'll stretch it as far as we can. And, and you know, I, I, I want to see him make eagles and birdies. That's what the fans want to see, too, as well. So hopefully somewhere in that six range each day, too, you know. And what courses are they playing? Because obviously, as we've talked about, there's a lot going on at Craigens, a lot of changes. I think every hole hasn't is being touched in one way, shape or form. So what holes are they playing for the event? Loaded question, Scott. How much time do we have? Uh, <laughs> I actually have a map here, and we have 40. The map, Paul. We have 45 holes in the map, and 18 of them are circled. So those are the ones we're playing. But um, to be honest with you, those 18 are now open, all of them. So they're all renovated or new holes. And uh, we've done a little bit of cart path only work to try to make sure that they're growing in a little bit better. Uh, but they're playing 
the front nine is going to be nine layman holes on the front nine, basically going around the lake. Uh, those are all open, ready to go. And then the white nine, the, the completed white nine will be their back nine. So if you guys can remember this Dutch nine finished by the clubhouse with the bunker par five, home and two, that is now a huge, gigantic pond that's almost done. They have like two more days and that'll be a home and two par five. Obviously, the deck is going to be our VIP area. That's where everyone's going to be, food and beverages included. Great place to view from. We actually have a concert on Saturday night, and the concert's going to be right next to that 18th green. So as soon as the last putt drops, 20 minutes goes by, concert kicks on, and all those people on deck are just watching a concert. So kind of a fun little deal. But, yeah, the course itself uh, is a little bit of a combination. It will change the next year as well. Um, an example, though, of kind of what we're doing, I mean, it, you guys played it. I don't know if you'll remember this. You know the one that went to the old um, gambler's hole? The yeah. Par mm -hmm. five? Yep. We didn't like it as a par five. We had a committee meeting on it. Uh, you know, Tom was a big uh, – he was, you know, trying to figure out the best solution, and we decided to make that a par four. So we actually removed all the bunkers on the left, removed all the fairway on the left, moved the tee boxes up, put a bunker on the right, and that will reopen here. We did that in three weeks. So that'll reopen probably in a little less than a week. And that'll start obviously growing in. It's all sodded. So there's, you know, it really truly is ready to go. But that's that's the extent we're taking to make things correct. It also gets us to a par 72 on the layman course. So it's kind of important, I think, that way. But it was a 500-yard par 5 when we have other holes that are 600, 550. It just didn't make sense. Now it's a 450 par 4. So just, just kind of neat that, you know, Craigens truly is not skimping on this. They're trying to make it the best possible course they can. So, well, Jack, sorry, Greg, I actually liked it as a par five because I birdied it both days. So, uh, can we... <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> and, and Jack, the Dunnix people, they're, they're okay with all this or they go, what are you doing to us? How can they be mad, Greg? They're getting paid. Well, that's a good point. Change orders are always interesting. You know, at the county level, we talk sometimes change orders are confrontational, you know, or they they can sometimes not pan out. And I, I don't want to get into all that because I'm sure I've talked to Pepper a little bit about this. I'm sure this is a, a tough way. Like, who's paying for that? You know, we, sure. are we sure we agreed with this? And But I'm guessing that you guys, you said it already, that Craigens is kind of ponying up here and wants this to be awesome. And that's got to be fun for you that you're able to go, I don't, we don't like this. Let's talk about it. And if we got to throw an extra 400,000 at it, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough decision. Obviously that's Eric's decision and and he's, I'll give him a lot of credit. He, he really is, you know, thinking about these things and trying to get it right for the future. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Dunning loves it. I mean, obviously they want to get it right too. This is their name on it as well. Uh, this is going to be a stepping stone for them and future, uh, you know, jobs that they have. So I just think it's important to get it right. Uh, you know, Tom's been easy to work with with that. But, yeah, there's some moments where we go, eh, is that worth it? You know, is, is a $50,000 bunker worth it at that point? Um, but we're, we're things are starting to really take shape now, and I, I think these little finishing touches are big. I really do. How does one qualify for the tour? How does one qualify for this event? And uh, yeah, just so walk us through this. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the landscape of golf with LIV, and we've talked about it on the show. But talk about how someone gets onto the McKenzie Tour, then 
goes on to do some of them move on to Corn Ferry? What are, where does this fall in the in the stepping stones to the actual PGA Tour? Well, first of all, it's no longer the McKenzie Tour. So okay, you, can sorry. you can apologize next week to the new company called Fortinet. Fortinet. Um, <laughs> it's the Fortinet Cup, and they are the official sponsor of the okay. tour. McKenzie's out. Um, but yeah, it's Q School to get on the on the tour itself. Uh, obviously, that's done in the before everything starts off. <clears throat> now they're you know there's just like just like the PGA Tour, they're they're ranking them based on points. Um, to get in this event itself, you have to be part of the PGA Tour Canada. There's an, uh, there's a list going down of alternates. For example, uh, you know, I know Andrew Israelson really well, and he, he got in uh, to the first event as 12th alternate. So, but, you know, they tell him on a Tuesday, he's three flights to Victoria and playing on a Thursday first group out. So uh, it's a tough it's a tough go for these guys, but, but they're excited because they got in, right? So that's one way. Um, we have a qualifying event at Deacon's Lodge on Monday the 22nd. It's open to anybody. I forget what the, I think it's 220 Canadian. Greg will do the quick math on that for me. Um, anyway, you can get into that event. 156 players at Deacons on the 22nd. Top eight get in. So Greg, Scott, eight spots, one round at Deacons. Scott, are you going for it? I, I was just going to look at my schedule, but uh, Greg, 220 Canadians, only 170 USD. Dirt so cheap. it's not that much. Pocket change. Yep. Well, I mean, the other thing of it, it's around at Deacons. It's around yes. at Deacons for that price, right? It's nothing. Um, that we, we do anticipate our qualifier being full, really close, just because it is the first uh, event in the United States. I also think there's a Dakota Tour element to this where they're going to come over and try to qualify. Their big event is the same weekend, so I don't know how they're going to pull that off. They might try to qualify, not get in, stay in their event. However, that'll work. Uh, but I think eight spots is pretty solid. If Jesse Nelson is not at Deacon's Lodge, I don't know who is, right? I mean, you might get in with some other things. But uh, the other other way to in is to win the state open. You guys, not you, Greg, because you're not playing, but probably corn days or something. Um, and then we also have our CRMC points race run through the Minnesota PGA. Uh, let me pull this up. See where where is this? That later. Oh, we're doing it later? Later. Got it. So there's CMC points race, um, top, I don't even know, top 25 play at Craigens on August 8th. Uh, we have a tee time start that day, and the winner from that will get an exemption into this event. Uh, and we're also paying a few spots, too, for the guys that have gotten that far. We're paying 10 spots for that event. So that's a one-timer at Craigens as well. Um, once you get in and you start playing, the, the, I think the number one guy gets PGA Tour status. And the other ones get corn fairy status going down to 10th. I'm, I could be way off on that. I don't know those particulars. I should know that a little bit more than I do. So um, I know it's very competitive. I know that you have to play extremely well to move on. The biggest thing that they're trying to do, I, I, from what I'm gathering, is to, to groom them to make the tour and be comfortable when they're on the tour. So everything we do is the same. Our pro-am day is the same. The tee times we run are the same. The rules are the same. No hats in the clubhouse. No cell phones. I mean, they're they're very. We went to the first meeting of the year, and they gave them the, the the rundown. This is what you do. This is how it works. And if you don't like it, don't be here, right? And to some extent. So I like that part of it. It really is kind of the minor leagues and the grooming to get these guys on tour. So when they get there, they're ready to play well. They're comfortable with everything going on, and and they end up winning. That's 
that's what they want. So, all right, two more questions, Jack. Uh, eat one for eat, me and Scotty each. All right, what can you? You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but what can Minnesota Section PGA pros do to help you get the help you need? Do you need us to start recruiting some top caddies from our clubs? Obviously, I don't have any in Olivia. Uh, <laughs> or do you need? Do you need? Um, do you need people to, to say, I'm willing to go work three days up there and, and I need lodging, you know, what, what can we do as PGA pros to help you? There's a couple things that I, you know, I could see reaching out to your member or talking or keeping your ears open is number one, because you're going to hear, Hey, you're up in Brainerd. You love this. You know, uh, we want people to attend for sure. That's what we want more than anything. We want people to be there, have fans there, create that atmosphere. Uh, we need help in the caddy department. We really don't need a lot of help in the volunteers department. We have 25 or so left. By the way, to sign up for all this, to get all this information, crmcchampionship.com. Super simple. crmcchampionships.com has all this info. You sign up for this stuff there. Championships uh, or championship? Championship. crmcchampionship.com. So the big thing is, yeah, we, we want some caddy help for sure. Um, another area that we need a little bit of help with is if anyone has a guest cabin or an extra cabin or room up here, the players would love to be hosted and you put them up for the week. It's kind of a cool deal. Like the first event of the year, they actually hosted the winner. They also caddied for the winner. So that and they never met each other. So that person caddied for them, hosted them. They end up winning. Never know that guy makes a PGA tour. What a connection you have now. Right? So that's kind of the, the, the fun of it. Um, but yeah, if you, if anyone knows anyone that's, you know, everyone has a tie to Brainerd, it seems like in some way, a member that's up here, or they come up here, they have a lake cabin or whatever it is, um, send them our way, get them involved with the event in any possible way. And that makes us happy. That's what we need more than anything. We just need that push from as many people as possible. So name some of the top players that have went through uh the tour i know i see tony finau on a lot of your promotional stuff so obviously he's a big name but uh who are some others out there that people maybe are not aware of that have went through this tour corny cory connors is obviously the other big one um damon is another big one i've lost you guys here on my screen by the way there you are we've still got you <laughs> um but yeah there's a, there's a i believe so far, I'm going to get this number wrong too. I think it's 27 wins on tour from PGA Tour Canada. I could be wrong. I may be way off, but it's yeah, 15 to 27 somewhere in there. I should know it. Sorry. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, each week there's, you know, five to seven players from PGA Tour Canada playing. Obviously, you know, they're not winning every week, but they're placing, they're making the tour, they're making their card. I mean, it's, it's, it's an important stepping stone for them for sure. And, and, I'm, and, you know, just getting the Corn Ferry is a big deal for sure, too, as well. So it's not just PGA Tour. It's it's Corn Ferry as well. Well, Jack, thank you a ton. Uh, we're going to ask you to kind of stay with us here because we do want your help for the uh, CRC points update when we get the Tones report here. Um, but we got a couple other housekeeping items. And uh, if you feel you can chime in, uh, we, we don't mind. So uh, first one uh, to go off is uh, we're going to recap our U.S. Open picks. Uh, Scotty's had a really good year. Uh, I, I'm struggling in all aspects. I, um, I I just I had this thing won. I had Morikawa, Rom, Kepka, Rose, Zalatoris. Scotty had Thomas, McElroy, Fitzpatrick, Matsuyama, and so there was a point there where I, I this thing was locked up. I mean, Zalatoris was doing well, Rom was doing well, Morikawa was leading, 
And it was in, we did best three of five in relation to par. And then all of a sudden Sunday, where were we, Scott? When all of a sudden Sunday came and it was like, were we at Grandview? We were at Grandview. And it was like, I, I'm losing. I'm going to lose again. I had a chance to win this and it was going to be two to one. And then I was going to win the British Open and we had been tied and I'd be coming up on this. And um, it just all fell apart for me, Scott. I, I don't know what... what What's going on here? But by the way, we still owe you some stuff from our first one with Sorensen. Well, it's okay. I'll collect from Jeff tomorrow. We have our match play match tomorrow. Well, that's so, right. Yeah. So, uh, but I will have to say, Greg, out of the top six, we picked five out of the top six. And the only one that we didn't pick was Scotty Scheffler, where both of us were just kind of like, yeah, whatever. We didn't, we didn't want to pick him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just felt like, and I said it on the show, I just felt like Matt Fitzpatrick was the only guy that had seen this golf course under tournament conditions. Granted, it has been switched a lot, but he stayed in the same, you talk about hosting, Jack, he stayed in the same house that he stayed in for the U.S. Am, slept in the same bed, and ends up winning the U.S. Open. How about that for hosting? He should, he should buy that bed, bring it home. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, it actually was a really similar deal to the, the one up in Victoria, honestly, when I saw that. It's, uh, so, yeah, Fitzpatrick with his first major. I mean, Zalatoris, uh, the guy has finished in the top ten. Him and Rory are the only two guys that have finished top ten in all three majors so far. So, yes, and thank you to Hideki Matsuyama for the nice Sunday charge to put me over the top, over That's you. Crazy. It was yes. crazy. I'm yeah, what did he shoot? Didn't he shoot four under on Sunday? Five under, rounded the tournament. That was yeah, a was low round of the tournament. So crazy. Yes. Uh, I'm really, what I'm most looking forward to is the format that you put together for the Open Championship picks. No, I, I told you this already, that you, you're picking the format because everyone I pick is, and you need to think about this in the next 20 minutes because everyone I've picked has been a flop, and I haven't won a one. Jack, I have one question for you. You used to be the best chipper I know. You went through some you went through some tough stretches with chipping, so putted everything. Have you tried or attempted this cross-handed chipping idea? <clears throat> I tried it like two times, Greg. It felt like my arms are gonna break. Um, so I've <clears throat> amazingly my chipping has gotten better. But what I've, you know, the one thing that's kind of weird, I used to chip with only one club. I yeah. 56 degree, no matter what. And now I'm using like seven different clubs. That's helped me. But uh, cross chipping, no, it, it doesn't even look right. So I can't do it. But I have seen quite a few of our members now trying it because they saw it on the U.S. Open. So, so funny story here, Scott. Just so you know, when Jack used to give a lot of lessons, he would say, he goes, oh, I teach that you use a 52. You use a pitching wedge, maybe a little, little scraper nine iron. But he never did it. It was <laughs> always 56, turned down, opened half open, played over. He did whatever he had to do, but he was one of the best chippers I knew. And I guess Father Time must have caught you as well, Jack. But yes, you're coming back to uh, being one of those top five chippers that I know. I'd bring over that nine iron and show him in the lesson though, and i just blast it over. <laughs> and I'd go, well, it works for you. <laughs> All right, let's bring on Tone, our uh, tournament director. We're going to do state of the tournament. Um, or state of the tournaments, let's call it. Tone, good morning. How are you doing today? Um, morning. How's everybody doing? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> I'm doing well. 
Um, I got two of my best friends on with me, so this is a great day for me. But we want to know what's going on in your world. Uh, you're busier than busy, and I know July kind of brings some of that. But why don't you? Uh, where do you want to start us today? Um, I think we should start kind of a a recap of June. You know, I always say that June is the busiest month for me. When people ask, you got start with the senior open, go to state open qualifying, tape mark. And now we're kind of at the at the end of it, uh, prepping for the state open this whole week. So um, it was a busy month. Crazy how fast it went. But uh, we had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good play going, you know, kind of starting with tape mark. I know we talked about that in the last um, episode. Obviously had a uh, you know Angus Flanagan defending his his title with an impressive 61 course record at Southfield on the last day. Uh, I mean there was a lot of 59 watch going on those last few holes, so that was uh, pretty exciting to watch. And obviously our team champions of um, Don Barry, Sean Irwin, Scott Grosnick, and Bill Sullivan. Um, overall, it was just it was a great three days of uh, of the event, and glad we got little little to no weather. I think it rained for maybe like 20 minutes. And other than that, we got through the whole thing. Tone, didn't Angus bogey 17? He did. did I see that? Can you tell us what happened on, I mean, he was sitting at what, 10 under? Yeah. He was 17, 18, the two par fives? Yeah. He made about a, like a 20 footer or so on. Oh, Scotty's got something. Uh, he was finishing on the front nine, Greg. So he did not have par five, par five. He bogeyed oh. number eight. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah. to seventeenth hole, which was number eight on the course. Okay. Thank you. Um, Talk but, us through those last couple of holes because that had to have been fun to watch. Yeah. No, it was um, on number six. It was at par five. He birdied that, and then seven, he made probably like a fifteen twenty footer kind of curved putt right in the in the heart, and you thought like, man, he's just making everything. He's gotta he's gotta finish this out. Um, on eight, he hit a drive and then his approach shot just went a little to the right and he had like a chip, I'm pretty sure. And then just that whole location, it was kind of on the right side of the green. Um, I think it was like more like middle right or something. And then it just is his chip just kind of rolled out a little too much and he just couldn't make the comebacker, which kind of killed the momentum a little bit. But um, because nine's a very birdieable golf hole. Not yeah, nine we had we had pushed up to like two seventy five on the last day, and so I was like, had he made that par, you know, on the eighth hole, maybe he would have tried to go for it, but he just he decided to lay up and he just made par. So he didn't. He was like, you know what? Let's close this out. I think Trey Fessler finished second. He was thirteen under, so he was three back. Um. But yeah, it was a uh, it was it was exciting to watch and uh, have a fifty nine watch was pretty was pretty cool and created Scott, some. Scott and Jack, you guys both played the tape, Mark. Uh, you got anything to add for uh, for what happened there? I have a question for Scott. So we tied Scott at plus ten. Only you played one more round than I did. Does that count as a tie? <laughs> <laughs> or do I do I win? I think I won. <laughs> uh, no, you do not win. Um, it's yeah, I, I, I will tell you the the worst is your team making the cut and then you not making the cut because your score doesn't really matter and whatever it shows on the scoreboard, it doesn't. Like, you're just trying to help your team, make some birdies and, and be there and help them. And, and my team played great. We finished fourth, uh, which honestly, the scores of the teams – 
uh, in front of us. There was no way we were going to catch him. I mean, we shot 52 under over four rounds, which is, you know, 17, 17, 18. And we were 11 shots back. There's no way we were going to catch it. So um, my guys love it. Uh, we have some stuff going on on our team. So it was a great weekend for us. Uh, I will say great job by Tone and, and the team. I thought Southview was in great shape. I don't know about you, Jack, but I thought it was excellent shape. And uh, hats off to Alex Gogert, not to be overshadowed. He shot 63 on Sunday, low section pro uh, to finish third. Um, so impressive round by Alex. I think it was bogey free. And I think he's only one under on the par fives. So uh, I was like, hey, you just clean up that par five score and you're right there at 61, 60 as well. So all of a sudden um, he's going to stop being a caddy and start being a player. Yes, exactly. He's a great player. Um, and, I actually went uh, to the players championship, walked in to the gate and the it was caddy day to hit the shot on Sawgrass 17. And it was him hitting the shot. I mean, literally, I'm walking. I go, that's Alex hitting the shot. And he hit a shot on 17. He just peered it right at it, too. So he's a player. Yes, he's a, he is a really good player. You know, he played for a little while out there. Uh, obviously, he played at the U. He's one of Wisconsin State Am. Uh, so, yeah, great player. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an awesome weekend at Southview. I thought it was a great job, Tone. It was a great event. It really was. It was awesome. The course played, I, you know, 61 Scott I don't know about what you thought but I mean that's pretty that's pretty darn good I don't care what course you're on but that was it was playing firm and fast so and it was windy on Sunday too it's not like it was a bluebird perfect oh, day yeah so but no but I'm just saying that 61 is impressive um we were turning to across the road we were teeing off on 14 and Angus's group was finishing up on 18. And I had looked, and I'm like, what did he shoot, six or seven under on the front tone? He shot a 29. Yeah, yeah he was – he was, uh, he had it going. I'm like, oh, this could be really, really good. And, yeah, sure enough, 61. Very, very impressive. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, it was uh, – you know, I thank all the players and all the, the partners for the event. You know, having 51 teams is pretty much as many as we'd like to do to make sure we have that, that kind of the wave and – pace of plays you know as good as it can be so looking forward to next year and already planning so it's awesome tone uh, next up on your plate obviously next week the uh, the big state open you've been doing a lot of qualifiers where are we at with all that stuff yeah all our qualifying is done we just finished up our second chance qualifying this last tuesday so we got the full field 156 players uh pairings are actually going out right after we uh we edit our end this podcast so we could do a, a couple feature to group uh mentions who's scott playing with oh i'm gonna have to look that one up no <laughs> i wasn't on the featured list <laughs> i got i got some highlights and i don't know if scott's not i mean i could find him but um oh here we go i got scott right here so scott would be uh 920 off of 10 on day one mm-hmm which would then be 220 off of one day two. Um, playing with two amateurs, Brennan Hockmuth and Kurt Lambert. Don't so, know either one of them. <laughs> so Looking forward to it. <laughs> There's Scott. Is it any relation to Andy Hockmuth? Remember Ooh, Hockmuth? The Hawk. 
The club car guy? The hawk. Hawk, Hawkman. Did I say Muth? Oh, Hawkman. Sorry. I might have just I might have just added. All right, who's no Jack Warrow playing with, Dolan? All right, so Jack Warrow uh, is two thirty off of one, and then that would be nine thirty off of ten. Um, he's playing with Landon Sauer, who's Chris Sauer's member's son, and then Connor Glenn. Nice. So, um, yeah. So those are those are your two groups. Thanks for uh, the teeth, guys. <laughs> Is that what you needed, Jack? You needed late, late early. early. Late early, missed the cut. Go home. <laughs> so no, you you're gonna make the cut this year, Jack. I got you're gonna you're gonna do it. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, a couple of our featured groups: um, the eight thirty off of one, defending champion plus our two open champions from this year so far. We got Cecil Belisle with Andy Smith and Derek Stendhal. So beautiful. all our, all our open champions together um, from this year and last year. And then we have a um, kind of a former champion group and also current Tate Mark champion. We have Angus Flanagan with Brady Matson and Andrew McCain. All right. That's a fun little group. I just talked to uh, Mr. Warrell about one of those gentlemen today. That's awesome. And then we got the other ones are kind of uh, former champions as well. We have Don Barry with Ben Grieve and Troy Johnson. And then kind of uh, the older, a little bit of the older generation. I won't say older, but a little older. Uh, Mike Barge, Bill Israelson with Dave Potis. So two two former champions and and Dave, who's a very good player as well. So That's a grouping in itself right there, those three guys? Yes. A lot That's a lot. That is a lot of experience, all pretty much Hall of Famers right there. Needless to say, Scott, we are very far from the feature group, <laughs> from those names that we're hearing. Yeah, and th- notice how when Tone had to look for you and I, he had to, like, <laughs> get, get way down in the papers here to find us. It's it's okay. Okay, it's not on the highlights. <laughs> oh, well, it's tough. How many – okay, Tone, so, you know, talk about this a little bit because – and Jack and Greg and myself come from a generation where we're used to playing two, three times a year at Bunker Hills. They used to have the Pro-Am. They used to have another one, the State Open. And for probably, what, five, seven years, guys, we were there two or three times a year. We haven't been there since 2016 in the State Open. I saw Tim Brovel. What's that? 2018, I think. 2018. So it's been a while. And before the, before then it's um, I, I saw Tim Brovel uh, the other day and I said, Tim, I just realized I haven't played bunkers since the last state open, which is pretty crazy because we're so used to playing it a lot. When is the last time you guys played it? State open. Yeah. Greg. Sure. Uh, so I played it in pandemic year because Michaela was playing in that one featured Oh, the high school school senior showcase. The showcase. So we went up for a practice round. So that would have been the spring of 2020 um, would have been the last time. You're right. I I always look forward to that National Rental Car Pro-Am. We love that deal. And, yeah, we don't play there much anymore. So this is good to get back there. And I know it's kind of had been our home of golf forever. And that's where Tone is right now, I believe. Right, Tone? Yeah. (laughs) We're at your Bunker Hills office. Right here. 
I'm here at the bunker today. So uh, we're, we're painting and finishing all that and selecting holes today and getting all the signage tomorrow. So um, yeah, this would be my uh, first state open here at bunker. I did as an intern in 2016, I helped Darren out uh, with that, but this is more uh, kind of determining that and the course is in really good shape. We're going out the, the rough. We've been growing it out a little bit and uh, to give it the course a little bit more defense, but um, it should be, it should be a good three days as long, you know, hoping the weather holds up. So uh, it'd be a fun, fun event to have. All right, Tone, let's, uh, why don't you and Jack take us home here on this? Uh, give us a little CRMC. Jack kind of previewed it a little bit, um, but now talk us through this points list. Now that we know there's money involved, Scott's ears kind of perk up and uh, he's ready to, he's ready to know where he's at. Trying to find the points list. Well, Tone's going to help you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, as as Jack mentioned, just one thing that stay open. Obviously, the winner gets an exemption for that. So that's one. And then obviously we have our PGA professional points list. Um, it's under for you, Scott. It's a tournaments and then CRMC points race. Then on the right side, there's a click here to see the standings. Okay. So I actually I thought you were on it. I think you're close to the 25, but you're not current. I only, we only list the 25 on the on the website. So Jack's ahead of Scott right now. I think so. I could pull up that's, the poll. That's I could pull up Greg the poll says. Up. That's right. Do I have to have the app open? I'm on the website and I can't find it. Maybe it's on the, it's on the internet, Scott. I am on the internet. Use the Tournament. Google browser. Point standings. All I don't I've see him on there, but I have no idea how I'd be ahead of him. So, but well, I am. It's all about playing. It's all about playing different things. So, um, yeah. So we got we got 25. The top 25 after our last event, so we got the state open next week, and then the following Monday we have the final um, Luther event for the point standings at White Bear Yacht Club. So those are the last two events to get points, and then after that, the top 25 will go play August 8th for for the spot. Tony, if I win the Luther, do I have a chance to get in this top 25? I think so, because I well. If you win yeah, a Luther, yeah. you get 45 points, so you'd be close. I'm at 24, Greg. Yeah. So probably after state open, you know, you're probably going to need at least 30, 40 something. So there's a chance. And you're all hot. Need, and you're hot. Need chip, chair, and a chance. I did beat Trey Fessler at Lesur. So I just wow. want everybody to be aware of that. And then I, I followed up with 85 at Waska. So what did you do at the next one? 78. Nice. 72, 85, 78. And then I had to do payroll. <laughs> so all right, Tone. That's a great update. I'm looking forward to this next couple of weeks. Jack, you got a ton on your plate coming up here with all this. So good luck pulling all that together. Uh Thanks, let's sir. move on to uh well, actually, I wore this today in spirit of our next our next deal. I would just I wore all black today. All right, I got the black. This used to be Jack Warrow's deal, but you guys notice that these LIV tour guys are dressing in dark colors. You guys noticing that at all? Or is it just me? I've noticed in the interviews, yeah. I noticed that they're all wearing black a lot. Lots of dark colors. And it feels, here's what, here's what one of my buddies says, Jack, you might love this. He goes, you remember when um, Hulk Hogan became Hollywood Hogan and he turned into this dark beard, painted it all up, all dark clothing. That's kind of feels like what some of these guys have done. Phil Mickelson, for sure, got the scraggly beard, all black clothing, it seems like, every day. 
I don't know. Something about it feels a little weird to me now. Uh, Scott, any thoughts? Well, let's just be honest. These people are not Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan used to come out to, I am a real American, and these people are not real Americans. Not when he was Hollywood Hogan? Yes, but I'm saying when he was a regular Hulk Hogan. Right, he, but he became a villain. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. Jack, did you get into WWE or WWF? No, not really. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't know what he was, but I like that oh. guy. Oh! Yeah, oh! Scotty loved, loved oh. the WWF. Scott, come on, talk about this a little bit. Bill Mickelson's yeah, it, got Hollywood Hogan on us. Yeah, it's it's just kind of crazy. And yeah, it's it's dark. It's I will say, hey, they're doing a good job. They finally have a leaderboard on their website, which which is which is nice because the first event didn't even have that. I mean, the scoring for our section events is way better now that everybody uses the app than than the LIV. So it's that's the big thing with this tour that I'm not going to take it seriously until they get all the logistics going. Um, I mean, the pairings, the, the one week it was DJ Phil and some, some guy in a man bun that I had never heard of. So we've got a lot of stuff that just, I don't know. It's, it's still just a money grab. We'll see what happens now that it's in the U S if anything changes at pumpkin Ridge, I'll definitely, check in to see scores but i'm not gonna watch it i've watched the coverage and it's it's not great jack go ahead what do you give us give us some thoughts uh i don't know where i stand at all of it i i can hear where scott does for sure um i think it's a mess that's for sure right now a mess to have both going on i I think it'll end up with them teaming up in some way. I really do. Or coming up with a collaboration. I, there's just, there's no reason for them to compete against each other right now. But I, I, you know, I, I think we look, not we, but both, both tours look pretty foolish right now a little bit. I, it's hard to say. That's, that's my take on it, I guess. Tone, any thoughts? Yeah, kind of just, you know, kind of what Scott and, and Jack said, well, it's it's kind of pretty early to see where this is going. I think right now a lot of people, there's just a lot of nobody really knows. The, I mean, like you said, Greg, that like I, I was trying to follow the first event a little bit just to see what was going on. And I'm like, well, where's the scores? What's going on? You know? So I didn't, I kind of phased out and I was like, whatever. And I kind of feel the same thing for this, this next one. Um, I don't know if it's really going to last, but I think it's going to change the tour in some way. So if it is a collaboration or a whatever, we'll see kind of how that all plays out. Um, but anyways. They are right, very disorganized right now. They're very disorganized. It's crazy. I, and I agree with that, Jack. And I'm going to rock the boat a little bit. I'm going to take it a step further um, and maybe say something I shouldn't, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. I think the PJ Tour has screwed this up immensely. I can't even I can't even imagine why Jay still has his job. Uh, the reason I say all that is because they panicked and they've given the players everything that that Phil Mickelson has asked for. And so now it makes that everything that Phil said kind of looks like he's right. And I don't get it. I'm sitting here going, you're the best organization in the world. You run the best events. Why are you panicking and creating a, a different version of the FedEx? And now you're revamping your schedule and now you're doubling these purses and giving them all this money. And none of it makes sense to me. It's all panic move. 
It's all reactive and suspending players. What are you doing? Now the DP World Tour goes, we're not going to suspend anybody. It's fine. And so now the PGA Tour is getting in bed with DP Tour a little bit more. And it's like the leadership has been, I, I'm distraught at the PGA Tour leadership and how they've handled this because I think you guys all said it. They're disorganized. It doesn't really matter what they do. You're never going to keep up with Saudi money because, again, these guys these guys drop $1,000 bills out of their pocket. I mean, they just drop them, and people pick them up as they go. So why would the tour do this? And I've had, I'm have a strong opinion here that I can't believe Jay still has his job for the way he's reacted to all this. Mickelson doesn't want to leave. Ian Poulter doesn't want to leave. Um, some of these other guys, they don't want to leave the tour. But Jay says you're all suspended. So he better figure this out like now and go to what you were saying, Jack, and get in collaboration and make it happen because all of us will win eventually if we can have all these different events and have different viewing options. Doesn't mean we have to watch them all, but we have different options. And so I got I'm I wanted to come on and say that that I'm I am just angered at how the PGA Tour has handled this. Well, it's almost like the PGA Tour didn't think that this was ever going to become a realization. And they just kind of, well, this is never going to happen. Our guys aren't going to jump. And then when enough of them did jump, all of a sudden, like you said, Greg, they panicked. But the biggest concern for me as PGA members, as us four, we're all PGA members, the Ryder Cup is seriously at risk. If you have a Ryder Cup without Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, those are the most uh, vocal and passionate individuals in the Ryder Cup. For sure, Patrick Reed and Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia. We need to be seriously concerned about the future of that event because if they are not allowed to play, then it's who knows what's going to happen. And it isn't a big deal to these guys. Most of them view it as the only reason they do it is because they get $250,000 for their charities. So they, they ultimately, a lot of them play in it out of obligation and because they want to avoid bad press, but the bad press is already out there. They're, they can't play. It's, I'm really concerned about the Ryder Cup. You got to be careful when you say all, but yeah, I, I think some are playing because they have pride in it. I hope anyway, the big thing I see is that you got the best players in the world can't play against each other anymore. You know, yeah. you can't put all the best players in the world against each other, which is what we all want to watch, right? I want to watch the best players play and see who wins, but it, uh, the Ryder cup for sure is it's a mess right now. I, I'm assuming it's going to be a mess. They'll have to figure that out pretty quickly. Well, that's a good point, you two. I hope our leadership of the PGA doesn't act like the PGA Tour's leadership and the fact that we don't need to panic. We need to figure out a way to get these guys on in these events because Royal, Rory McIlroy single-handedly, and I hate, I, I'd never cheer for the Europeans, but his comments last year gave me goosebumps. I'm getting them right now just thinking about it as what he said, and he teared up talking about the, the, uh, the Ryder Cup. And again, he's become this leader of, and Scott, you're a huge promoter of this, of our PGA Cup matches of, I know there's maybe not a lot of money, but there's pride and we should do this for our organization. And when you get those goosebumps of doing it, it's bigger than the money. And that's why I'm still so mad at the PGA Tour of you can't compete with their money. So don't try. Be good at what you're good at. And let's not screw up this Ryder Cup because I could see that happening. Tone, any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, well, didn't they... Um... Then the 
I don't know if it's the PJ, but they, they came out and said that the LIV tours are not eligible for the Red Cup, correct? Yes, because anyone that is not, you have to be <laughs> a PGA member, which means anyone that's a member of the PGA Tour is a PGA member. So they are no longer PGA members. Therefore, they would no longer be eligible and I think for even, the Ryder Cup. Yeah, Greg, that was a great view. It clarified too. Greg, so. that was a great view. Could you go back to that? <laughs> I, I have no comment right now. I I'm I did not heard that tone. That's that's amazing to me. Yeah. So it's it's that. I mean that event. I mean it. Kind of like the Jack's point. I mean, you you want to watch the best players go against each other, and now it's such a, you know, where are you going to watch? Um, I don't know where this is all going to play out, but yeah. You know what the Ryder? You know what the Ryder Cup becomes? It becomes the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. I thought the President's <laughs> Cup kind of had that that uh, no, feeling, but the Pro Bowl. No. All right. We got to get off this topic before I really lose my mind here. All right. British Open picks. Well, let's call it the Open Championship. They don't really use the term British Open anymore. We can call it that if we want. But St. Andrews, home of golf. Um, Scott, what format are we going to go with here? Are we gonna Tony, you going to pick with us? We've got all four. Yeah, let's have four people. I got I got room for four on my sheet here. So here's going to be the format, and we're going to let uh, the order is going to be Jack, Tone, Greg, myself. We'll let our guest host come up and pick first, Tone second, Greg, who hasn't won yet, and we're going to stack the deck against me. So what we're going to do is we're going to do total money. So pretty much if you get that winner, you're going to win it. We're going to make it as easy as possible. So total money, everybody gets four picks. 16 players, that's good. That's good. Yep, yep. You can pick from anybody? Anyone. I got well, anybody, anybody playing, Jack? Where's <laughs> that? You guys got that list in front of you already? No, we just go off of our memories. <laughs> can I, I'm, I'm first? You get the first. Yes. Are we snake drafting, Scott? Or you yes, get snake draft. Pick? Snake okay. draft. So I'm coming back around, I get two, right? Yep. yep. All right, I, easy pick for me. It's Rory McIlroy. That guy's hiring a pistol right now. I think he wants to win more than anybody. I know he's got a high ball flight. I don't care. That's a good pick. Tone. All righty. Um, what to say? He's been playing well. Talked about him a little earlier today. Scotty Shuffler. Can't rule the guy out this year. Can't go against him. All right, I got two guys in my head. Um but I think I can get this other guy on the comeback. So I'm, I'm going to take Justin Thomas for this, this first pick. Well, hey, Greg, Scotty. we, we know you're going to pick Justin Rose who hasn't done anything in <laughs> any of the majors because you picked him for every major, but he was, he played well at the, uh, at the old uh, U S open like two rounds. Yeah, <laughs> but he was all five of my guys made the cut. Scotty didn't. He had cam Smith. Okay, so I, I get, get two Rose picks. Lee. I get two picks here. That's right. Um, I am going to go with to win his first Open Championship. Seems like he could have won the U.S. Open if he didn't double 18 on Saturday. John Rahm, I'm going to go with. And then I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Matt Fitzpatrick. I like the double up. He's he's 
Hey, you never know. Um, that adult, that cross-handed chipping on that hard pan, it kind of bounces into it. He has no he chance. He grew up over there. I know, but he wasn't cross-handed chipping, and now he's going to bounce into some stuff. All right. All right, I'm coming back with uh, the guy who I was possibly taking first. I'm going to take him in the second round because he's available, and that's Morikawa, past <laughs> champion. All righty. Uh, that was going to oh. be mine. Um, let's see. Apparently, I can get Justin Rose later. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, you, you can, can get him in the 13th round. <laughs> um, I'll choose I'll choose uh, Xander Shoffley. Yeah, Pat, I, I was wondering. He's a guy I usually pick, too, but he just won, so it makes sense. So Jack Morrow, the two picks. are out of this event, right? Huh? The live guys are out of this event, aren't they? No, they're yeah, in. They're in. Oh, yeah. There's a live Wait, guy. Are you going to pick, pick one of those guys? I am. Why, why wouldn't I? Best players in the world. Um. All right. I get two? Yes. <sighs> I'm a mess right now. Uh, anyone do Zalatoris yet? No. Nope. Is he in that event, I'm assuming? Uh, he, he yes. Qualified. He just let's barely take, qualified. Let's take him. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad pick. Going for four top tens in the majors. He seems like he's playing well compared to Greg and I. Uh, let's see here. Is I need someone that knows what they're doing over. Is like Leishman in the event? You think? Oh, the leash. Yeah, I need someone like that. There's gonna be a sneaky player that gets in there. Well, Tiger Always. Woods is playing. He's sneaky. Yeah, he's not sneaky enough. So though. are you uh, taking Leishman? I'm gonna take Leash. Something weird like okay, Leishman. Okay, I like that. That's not weird. He plays very well at, at Masters and in this one. Low All ball right. flight. Low ball flight. Tony, you got anybody that starts with an S left? Well, no, I, I, I got to go with this one. You know, if I don't choose this guy, then I'm uh, I'm not living up to my name of, Tiger of being Woods. the Tiger Woods stalker. And yeah. Jamie listens to this. He's like, why didn't you choose him? So I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. I've, I've heard some good things that he's feeling a lot better. And, you know, St. Andrews, he's it's – flattest course for him so let's go with tiger i'm going with a past champion at st andrews but not zach johnson i'm gonna go with louis oost hazen isn't he injured uh, greg greg picks injured is he injured no he's been playing on the live he'll play today isn't live today yes thursday friday saturday yeah what time does the shotgun start isn't it like 10.30 or 11.30? Yeah, I don't even know. All right, so I get two. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to see if Leishman's actually in the field, Jack. I, I am too. I can't find anybody. Well, this, uh, Just uh, let's go on record. It. I got it. I got it. British Open, Open field. Okay, so no. I've got two picks here. I'm going to go for the Open Championship the, the greatest open championship uh, celebration, Sugar Shane, Sugar Shane Lowry. It was so good it lasted two years because they didn't have it. Sugar Shane Lowry loves the low ball flight. They just love him over there. And then finally, for my final pick, I'm going to go a little off the reservation here. Let's see here. Boy, not Justin Rose, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to leave him. I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go with Burnsy, Sam Burns. I like that you picked these young hot guys. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with DJ Dustin Johnson. Ooh, our first liver. No, you've no, got two livers. I got two lives. Oh, you're a big fan of those live players, huh? I don't care. Let them go do whatever they want to do. Just stop overreacting, PGA Tour. It's pretty simple. All right, Tone. Did someone choose Cam Smith? No. No, nope. you love Cam Smith. We Cam. know you love Cam. We're going, Tone. we're going Cam Smith. And then you should have taken Justin Speed earlier. You would have had the all Justin Speed. There he goes again. <laughs> Did I say Justin Speed? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jack, last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Leishman's in, just so you know. He was, okay. He's 50th in the world rankings. He's the last one in. So he's hungry. just barely in. He's hungry. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go. Did anyone go Shoffley yet? Yeah, he's gone. Gone. Oh, shoot. All right. No worries. That's a big pick, though. Uh, you know what? No, I hate that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, cheer for him. Can't cheer for Garcia. I can't cheer for someone I don't don't enjoy. Right. I'm gonna go really weird. I'm gonna go really weird. He's in. I'm gonna go Van Ruin. EVR. Not playing well. His caddy's playing well, so that's good. And uh, I think he's gonna get him through. He loves it over there. Is that is that Gogger? Is he? Yes, Gogger's on the bag for Van Ruin. I'm gonna do a little. Is this one like I have something to cheer for? Jack, question back before we close out the show. Are caddies compensated if they come up and help you in that Canadian? I mean, $35 a day, $35 a day. Yeah. So they're they're uh, They work for the player. As soon as you get those two connected, they work with each other. Um, and then, you know, I would say plus tip for sure. You know, if you, if you take the bag on a Thursday and all of a sudden your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that guy wins, there's going to be a tip involved guaranteed. So there is a what little, is, sorry. What is first place check? 50 G's. 50 G's. 10% of that, I believe, is five grand, Greg. Well, Scott, um, I probably won't qualify, so maybe I maybe I uh want a caddy. All right. <laughs> imagine hey guys, imagine thanks for a great show today. <laughs> Club, Club Pro Chatter season five, episode five, episode six will come to you in the middle of July. Jack Worrell, thank you for coming on. Tone, thanks for all the work you do with the editing and splicing and uh, taking care of us. And Scotty, thank you for being you, buddy. <laughs> thanks, 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 Justin Snow. What's the update between me and you? Go ahead. Uh, it stands at nine and two. You've got two wins on me. You beat me at uh, 100, 100 holes, last 18 holes. And where was the other one? Lesure. Lassure, that and is then right. And I let you off the hook at Eagle Creek because I double bogeyed my last hole. Yeah, and what'd we were shoot, all... What'd you shoot Eagle Creek? 78. Scotch on 77. Don't care about your 78. No, it was it, bad. None of us played well there. No, Jack did. Too. Oh, Jack played good. Yeah, he doesn't notice when he gets beat, does he? He doesn't notice. Yeah, he doesn't. Right, everybody, thanks for a great show. Why don't you all have a great day? We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>